This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, Morris Day and the balsamic time reduction. A plant with 100 penises. Moles with Greek people attached. Please include Grandma's foot. (laughs) I don't taste the food. I just eat the food. My father is Mr. Dr. Pants. I'm going to repeat this one. A plant with a hundred penises. <laughs> did, did we add that one in we there, did. Scott? Silent thinkers aren't serial killers. Sometimes they're just thinking. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hello, my name is Matthew Bayer. I'm a man and I, get, I ride a bicycle. She was a very attractive girl, but there was no reason for me to kill her. <laughs> The Morning Stream. That's my safety word. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to TMS, the final morning edition of the show this week. It is September 12th. It is Thursday. It's 2019. I'm Scott, and he's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? Happy Thursday. Happy uh, Friday Eve. Yeah, I feel pretty good I about love, it. Also, uh, I, do too. Uh, I love Thursdays. Thurs- actually, I do too. Thursdays are pretty good for me. Also, to all our Seattle people out there, I'm drinking out of a cup with a big uh, space needle on it. So uh, mm. there, there's that. Also, if you if you squint really hard, you can see a tiny little Brian Ibbett jumping off on a little rope. <laughs> <clears throat> Not quite I don't same. know if they offer that on the Space Needle. Probably not. I doubt it, right? There's no way. Yeah. No, that's got to yeah. be some kind of crazy... Uh, um, just, it just fits in Vegas more. Like, Vegas people, you know, you don't go to Seattle and say, oh my God, I'm going to go to Seattle. I'm going to get so drunk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink so much coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to buy some, you know, freshly caught fish from the Pike Market. Then I'm going to jump off the... Yeah, it's, I don't think they do it. I think there's too much. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Where you get where you, you're you're under common sense? No, yeah, the legal <laughs> the legal ramifications. The what am I trying oh, to say? You are under yeah, too much of an insurance hassle. Like too much of a liability. 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 That's okay, the word. Gotcha. Oh, it's taking forever to come out yeah. of my face. That word. Anyway, and in Toronto on their their uh, CN Tower, you know they don't offer it there. Why would you? Oh, man, why would you want to jump off of that, eh? Mm-hmm. It's such a nice tower. Don't jump off of it. Just look at the pretty city, eh? Yeah, eh? Yeah, I haven't even seen that. What is that tower? I've never even heard of it before. What'd you call it again? The CN Tower. It looks like, um, it really it looks like Find the it. thing you go up and view uh, SeaWorld. Like when you want to see what how SeaWorld is all laid out, yeah. you go up the CN Tower in uh, Toronto. Oh, there it is. Okay, that's a, I've never it's seen that. It's not as... It's not like it doesn't have a flary part out as much as the the uh, space needle or the stratosphere do. Oh, but that one does have. Uh, oh, and they do groups. Okay, so I'm looking at a photo here of six people, all harnessed in, uh, and you can get out re- really. Yeah, and you can repel. I don't think you can jump, but you can repel, or maybe it is a jump. Okay, good because because I feel like jumping. Yeah. If you had six people all jump off of this thing at the same time. At some point, you're going to end up with one of those uh, those things that you see on executive desks that have the uh, the silver balls that go. <laughs> yeah. 
That's people, what the... Do people still get those? Is that a thing? Can you get that stuff? Oh, of course you can still get those. Are okay. you kidding me? All right. Come I mean, on. When know. you were a kid, you totally wanted one of those. And then you you either got one or a friend had one. And then you play with like, yeah, that's all it does, right? Okay. Good. I'm I think I, I really think I had one and it, and it tangled all up and then it got lost and broken. And who cared after that? But yeah, you're right. I mean, the physics of that is pretty, mm-hmm. pretty rad. Uh, there you go, chat. Yeah. You can see this. There's all these people lined up. They're about to... I can't tell if they're going to repel or die. They're definitely going to... I think they're going to repel. Yeah. They're if, very repellent. If the men look like they're hurting, it's because they've got really tight straps on their crotch. <laughs> Wedged in. Yeah. Real tight on the units there. Yeah, it's called the edge walk. And so they they basically just... Uh, they do this thing um, in a much more horizontal fashion over the... Uh, the bridge in Darling Harbor in Sydney. Mm. Um, basically, the the bridge that you usually see behind all the photos of the Sydney Opera House. Mm-hmm. They they do this thing where they walk across that upper uh, support structure of the bridge, not the bridge itself, but the uh, like one of the support structures that goes over it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're you're harnessed in. You're with a group. Um, I'd love to do that sometime too. That seems like fun. So these guys just kind of hang yeah. on the edge. They're not really jumping, are they? They're just walking around the no, edge. No, they just they just walk down the So they do go down, down the, the uh, they do go down the length of the thing, right? Like, I would assume so. What's weird is um and I'm not sure about this, but it looks like the CN Tower does that does that uh um observation move? deck go up and down or does it stay in place and you do elevators to go I guess yeah, it must because it gets too wide at the bottom for that thing to actually be a, a moving observation deck. Yeah, and it so looks yeah, like I, it's. Yeah, I'm looking at the underneath of it, and it's all strutted into that cement, so it looks like it's. Is solid. it okay? Yeah. All right. So yeah, then that's the deal. So yeah, these people probably just walk along the, um, walk, uh, along the uh, the edge there. I don't know why that's so interesting to me, but it is. Mm-hmm. I'm finding it fascinating here, chat. You can see the under the underside yeah. there. It's all. But it does like from a, a from a distance though. It looks like the kind of thing that would go up and it down. It does, yeah. yeah. Looks like a cheeseburger on a stick with a Estee's uh, <laughs> model rocket taped to the top of it. Oh, you had me at cheeseburger on a stick. That's cheeseburger on a stick. Gosh dang it! I haven't had a burger in weeks. I need a burger. It's been oh too long. really? Yeah. I had a really good burger uh, two nights ago, Tuesday night at Puzzled Pint. What'd you, um, what'd you, oh, the place you were talking about how this place had those crazy yes. burgers. How was That's it? why I rode my bike there because I, I wanted to. I decided I'd feel a lot better about myself if I, if I a, um, kept a zero point food. So I had just eggs for breakfast and salad for lunch, mm-hmm. and so I could kind of have a burger at, at uh, sure um, at dinner. And then the burger I had. I'm trying to find their menu so I can. Oh, here it is. The burger I had was the king of the forest, mm. beef patty, fig jam, roasted mushrooms, bib lettuce, sliced tomato, herb marinated goat cheese, and a balsamic time reduction. Oh, <laughs> that sounds so good right now. Why is it's that really, so really good? good on a uh, on a regular bun and uh, with house made potato chips? I love those. Those are always good at places that do them. If you make your own chips, I'm in. Unless you're uh, Chi-Chi's and then they're terrible. Don't eat their chips. (laughs) Right, exactly. Very bad. Um, All right. Well, that's all well and good. Maybe today. Maybe today. Give me a burger today. Maybe that. Maybe today. Today Today will be the day that I get a burger. That's right. Oh, you know, I've been wanting to do it for the show. I want to go try the... the, the, 
Burger King's doing their own. Um, what do they call that? Tacos. No, the bur- oh. the burger with the no meat in it. But it oh, t- Impossible Meat Burger. Yeah. Sure. So I figure mm-hmm. that's a good example to go. All right. Well, how is fast food going to handle this? And try that, yeah. and then come back to the show and report my findings of the Whopper that has no actual meat in it. Mm. Yeah, you, you totally should. Um, I had some at uh, one of the burger places in Las Vegas before uh, the TM, the most recent TMS Vegas yeah. went out there with the folks and Tanner and um, and tried some of the Impossible Meat. Or somebody else got it, so basically they just let me have a bite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's texture wise and flavor wise very very similar to burger i'm really honestly if i were served one of those um and not told it was an impossible meat burger i probably wouldn't notice or i'd say no there's kind of an unusual seasoning or something involved in this but i wouldn't think oh this is i am not eating meat i'm eating plant but you would notice something's different though right like it would have been i think so but not uh, like I like I ever even taste my food. I really just shove it down. I like you know my throat opens up like one of those lizard people from V, and you could just drop a mouse in there and it'll never touch my taste buds. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I love that scene. I unhinge my jaw like a snake and just shove the food in. I love it. Uh, but uh, no, I think it it, uh, it was so close that I think unless I was looking for a difference, I probably wouldn't notice it. Uh, Darth Marquis makes a point. He's a local as well, and he's right about this. If you are in Salt Lake City and you want the best burgers in town, we have kind of a local chain. It's all owned by some Greek comp- uh, family, or at least it used to be. Uh, Apollo mm. uh, Apollo Burger, Astro Burger, Crown Burger, or Olympus Burger, they're all kind of the same. Mm. Uh, split-offs of these original people that owned, I think Crown's where it started. It might have been, or Apollo. Anyway. Okay. Fantastic local burgers. and they're and these- I love these places I love are that they don't go with the same name for all their locations. Right. That, you know, people just know that they're all part of the same family. But that way you can say, oh, you know what? Let's go to uh, Astro Burger. And then you don't <laughs> have to say, no, let's go to the Astro Burger on Main. No, not on, not on 20th and Main, but on 55th and Main. Yeah, what I'm thinking it is, I think I could be wrong, but I think maybe the original family had a fight and everyone broke off and did their own thing or something. But they're all kind yeah. of the same. I forget. There's some story about it. Some, some weird history that I would like to know more about. There's this great restaurant down, or I don't know if it's a great restaurant, but there's this restaurant downtown with all this story about it. It used to be called My Wife's Place, okay? So you'd go okay. there, and <laughs> it was some guy and his wife made it, and it, uh, it was a restaurant, and they did whatever. And about nine months later, I remember driving by there, and the name had changed to My Ex-Wife's Place. And now it's the My Ex-Wife's oh, really? Place. Yeah, they got divorced. That's hilarious. I mean, you think that, you know, you get a divorce, it just becomes My Wife's Place yep. and not mine. <laughs> Yep, it's really weird. It's really That's funky. That's really funny. Anyway, and it, my huh? the, the old joke when I was growing up, because this Crown Burger, Astro Burger thing has been around since I was a kid. Uh, when I was a teenager, every time I went in there, and I don't mean this in any kind of race, racially unsensitive way, but every time I was in that place, everyone working behind the counter had a mole right here on their cheek. Right there. <laughs> every one of them. And it was a, I didn't know if it was a Greek thing. It just You just have a mole. That's what you do. I don't know. I don't know. No, but there is okay. Is there? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it it does seem like when you go to a, re- a Greek restaurant or a restaurant that's owned by Greeks, there's a great Euro place that Tina and I went to that's on uh, Colfax, um, one of the one of the uh, uh, classic 
streets in in Colorado and Denver mm. is bisects the whole city. Colfax, everybody knows Colfax. Anyway, there's a great Greek place on there, and yeah, same exact thing. Like Greek owned, yeah. and everybody you see behind the counter has a mole on their face. <laughs> I know that's this the weirdest thing, and I'm not saying that all Greek people have moles, but I think all moles no. have a Greek person. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's much more likely that the that the semicircle is within the Greek people. The mole, the mole semicircle is completely contained within the. Uh, oh no, I guess let me rephrase that. The the Venn diagram, uh, the <laughs> Greek people with moles is larger than the moles with Greek people. <laughs> there you go. Moles with Greek people attached to them. Yeah, I like that's pretty good. <laughs> it'd be a really funny Venn diagram. Basically, it'd be a big circle that says Greek people, and then it'd be a little tiny black circle that says moles. Yep, yep. <laughs> From the Venn diagram. And it'd, be, it'd look like a mole. That's how it would work. Right, right. Uh, it'd be a little mole. Chat room, uh, thanks. They say Scott's brain is a strange place. No, it's not. It's fine. It's fine in there. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't wanna, yeah. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, yeah. but it's all right. Hey, uh, Gears 5, I uh, got a quick thing. I'm not. Uh, this isn't a video game show, so I'm not going to review this or anything, but... Um, we started playing that thing right after core last night. We thought we'd do, hey, let's do this horde mode. It's just, you know, uh, take on waves of increasingly difficult enemies kind of thing. Horde mode. You've <laughs> Pretty good Greg Street impression you just did there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it's, uh, it's what you think it is. It's very good. Uh, but we played, it, it turns out 50 rounds of, of a game like that takes a really long time. I didn't go to bed till like 1.30. <laughs> So like 1.30 in the morning, I'm just like, oh my gosh, dude. And that's why I'm a little out of it today. I feel like I'm a little off. I got like two, three hours of wow. sleep I didn't get. And it just feels just feels off. But it's it's okay. We, uh, we finished. We usually uh, go raid-wise. We usually go right to 11 o'clock and then say, okay, we're going to stop right here. We got to, we finished up the, um, the, the last boss at 10.40 and said, how much trash do we have before the next boss? And Rose said something like, well, we've got enough time that we could do the trash and probably get one pull on the boss. And Ben says, yeah, I think we'll call it here. All right, good night, everybody. And we were all like three or four of us are logged up like, hey, thanks, bye. And we logged up within a minute of them saying that. Nobody wants to do trash at 11. Come on. No, no. We don't want to end our night with trash and one pull on a boss that if we don't take down, we're going to have to do that trash again the next night anyway. Yeah, so. nobody wants to do that. And no. yesterday, here's the other thing yesterday. I yeah. got cheesed, not cheesed. I got a little cheesed. Yeah, that's the word I'll use. <laughs> I got a little cheesed off about something. So okay. I don't know if you've heard, but there have been a handful of deaths that seem that seem to be related to vaping. And in particular, like some weird sketchy rigs that people made either themselves or based on THC somebody else's design. And yeah, and some THC right. stuff that was like hokey. So it appears to be not so much of a all vaping is killing everyone thing mm -hmm. uh, or is worse than cigarettes or something. It's like this kind of isolated sort of... It's like shark attacks is what it reminds me of. It's like there have been some shark attacks mm -hmm. and everyone freaks out as if all sharks are killing everybody all the time. Well, anyway, as a result, everybody to the highest levels of government now are saying they should va they should ban vaping. Uh, and flavored flavored vapes in particular. They want to get rid of the stuff mm -hmm. that attracts the, the kids, the children's, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right, because they're marketed. Cotton candy is not marketed towards the 40-year-old who's trying to give up. Right. <laughs> give up his Winstons. So it's all this boot... Oh, and they even said bootleg in the chat. It's bootleg stuff that's causing the problem. Right. But it's being seen right. as this thing. I think Trump yesterday said his words were, 
innocent children are coming home and telling their parents, Mom, I want to vape. That's that's what he said. So anyway, he yeah, he said that. Did he do this while he was... Yeah. Like, I'm hoping that he did this while he was uh, explaining he, that. He was totally doing that. Playing his, playing his ma- magical invisible uh, accordion. <laughs> <laughs> like he's the third member of They Might Be Giants right. or something. And I, my only... My big thing is I don't want to make this a, a, a current political issue, no, but course, I, I guess I don't vape. I don't condone... I, I'm, I'm not like a huge fan sure. of it. I find it kind of annoying and obnoxious and, and uh, hipstery yeah. and it, it annoys me. Um, but I know there's some people who vape instead of cigarettes now because it's actually healthier for them than, be, than still being hooked on cigarettes, uh, so on and so forth. I don't want to get into all those issues other than I, I don't vape. No one in my house vapes. We just don't vape. Uh, sure. But something like 300,000 people die every year of cigarette-related illnesses in this country alone from cigarettes. Sure. Six people died from bootleg, weird shit uh, vape devices. And we're thinking about banning that? <laughs> like, but I don't understand. Children, Scott. Yeah, but they're I don't understand. Think of the children. But children would get cigarettes. And, and not smoke. the children involved in school shootings. Not those children. No. Not those children. Well, it's the vaping children. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, I mean, I, 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 wasn't, I hadn't even thought of that, but you're right. It also is like, hello. What? Won't you? Yeah, exactly. We need to protect our children, not the children in the school shootings, but the vaping children. <laughs> I mean, it does feel like sometimes if you if vape companies could figure out a way to make their vape devices, you know, their rigs, make them so yeah, they can also yeah. shoot bullets, then maybe they won't get banned. Like that's how it feels. Like what do we right. do? Well, what are we doing? You can't get up and look exactly. me. You can't look me in the eye and go, "We've got to do something about this vape epidemic that we're." That's killing our children. Really, you're going to say that with a straight right. face? How do you? How do you? Right. And right. I, again, I'm not even pro vape here, but suddenly I am. I'm I in know. the now. I'm a, a pro vape lobbyist. Sign me up. I'm going to go. I'm going <laughs> to go talk about. Vaping. Well, here's the thing. You you almost want to keep you want to keep the tobacco vaping around because if you are going to try and wean cigarette smokers off of cigarettes, um, a a device where you can control the level of tobacco you get and slowly come down off of off of uh, right. requiring a nicotine addiction right. is probably a better way than saying nope we're we're getting rid of both cigarettes and vapes. Uh, good luck. Hope hope the cold turkey thing goes real well for you. Yeah, yeah. I, well, that and but but just uh, just the insanity of like I don't know. It's like saying it's like, okay. I know what it's like. I got gotcha. you here. Scott metaphor okay, time. Okay. You guys ready? Right. Scott, Scott, uh, Scottology. Yes. Scottology. Scottology. There we go. You're talking about, it's like sitting in a room, got the whole family gathered around you. If this does not involve grandma's foot, I'm going to be really <laughs> bummed. But please, please continue. Uh, wait, how could I get grandma's foot into this? I'll, I'll think about it. So anyway, I'm okay. sitting around the, the, the house there. You got a whole, you got all your extended family gathered around in front of you. And I'm here to complain about a bird's cage that someone owns and that it smells kind of bad. Okay. So I'm going to talk okay, about, Oh, right. this is really going to be bad for us. We I cannot believe we're breathing in this poor birds. You know, we, someone needs to clean that cage out. Yeah. We need to ban birds from the house. While I'm saying this though, there is a gigantic hippo the kitchen's on fire. <laughs> there is a hippo right next to my face. His, his bum side, his back end is right here next to my face. And while I'm talking about how bad this bird is, this hippo is is dropping a diarrhea bomb in the middle of the of the of the living room while I'm trying to talk about how bad the bird is, but I'm ignoring this hippo right here. 
that's taking a giant dump in front of everybody and smells like death has has warmed over. And yeah. that's what it's like to me. Like, hello, right, look at the hippo right. that's right there that is actually killing your kids. Not the not the bird really over there. We should we should clean the bird's cage as well, but maybe step one should be getting this giant hippo out of here that's that's <laughs> dropping a Yes. Soggy deuce on the floor. To sure. me, it's so obvious, but all these adults in their 60s and 70s who are supposed to be smart, and I know, yeah. follow the money. I know, you can get cynical about Unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, and... the hippo is paying for the house. Yeah, I guess so. The, <laughs> the bird is not. <laughs> so the bird needs better, better uh, no... lobbyists, is unless, what it needs. Exactly. Unless Big Vape steps in and funds somebody's campaign. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Tristan uh, was a vapor yeah. for a long time, gave it up about a week and a half ago. Uh, Tina, I think we right after the first, you know, the first couple deaths, Tina said, all right, I think we're just going to I'm just going to have a heart to heart talk with Tristan about this and basically sat him down. Tristan listens to the show now. So, I'm, you know, I, I got to. Oh, yeah, you got to, you know, be, sure. uh, democratic about when I talk about this. But <laughs> um, she basically said, look, she sat him down and said, look, I didn't go through all this crap that I did to beat cancer so that I could watch you voluntarily walk down the middle of the street towards traffic and hope that you don't get hit. Right. Kind of thing. Right. And she even, said it a lot better than, than I just did. Even that, if your uh, chances are less that you'll get hit, you still are, at, you're, you're still sucking you're, you're, shit into your lungs. Risking, yeah. yeah. You're still at exactly. higher risk. Right. Yeah. Yep. Good on Tina. So, That's a great uh, thing for Tina. She That's did it with, uh, she involved some tears. It was good. Yeah. Uh, they were not strategic tears. They were genuine, like, like, uh, you know, I beat cancer, blah, 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 you know, yeah. the, like genuine emotion. Sure. And, uh, and she, and he stopped. He is wolfing down gum like you wouldn't believe, but mm-hmm. until, until the CDC says, oh, we've discovered that extra long-lasting flavor winter fresh gum uh, has caused 11 deaths of teens who are getting off of vaping. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we're going to be okay with that. My overall take on all of that, and that's awesome because she's in the perfect position to yeah. do that. Like, how do you even argue with that? That's that's amazing. But Yeah, exactly. exactly. But I, uh, I'm i of, of the opinion that uh, if you are sucking stuff into your lungs that you just cannot do without... Like yeah. the gum is clearly a sign of that, right? He's like, I've got to come yeah. up with it somewhere. I assume that's like, uh, what is that? Is it nicotine? Like or an oral it? fixation probably or um, whatever it is. I mean, it's yeah. it's, extra, it's winter fresh gum. It's not nicotine gum or anything, but he was uh, really, the gum is probably closer in flavor to the stuff that he was doing with the vape than, than nicotine or tobacco, right? It's sure, like, sure. if they made a cotton candy flavored gum, that'd be really easy for him to switch. <laughs> but it just seems like the, yeah, getting away from that seems good. I think that's great. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, to me. so we're glad we're glad to see him kind of getting away from that. They should, re- and his girlfriend is happy too. Oh, good. And they should re they should re uh, make Waterworld. And instead of you ever seen paper, it'll be you ever seen vapor and vapor will, vapor. Will you, be ever like seen the, vapor? you ever seen vapor? Seen vapor? Touch it, it, smell it, smells like cotton candy, smell it. <laughs> oh, Kim Coates, do you even know how much we talk about you? You probably. I know don't. exactly. We need, we need to. Uh, I think if we ever got somebody at a uh, a Comic Con got up went up to Kim Coates and had them say had him say I can definitely see why you like it mm. then we would basically be able to say all right the show's mission is complete uh Retirement. thank you for listening to TMS yeah. yeah we just retire we're out we're out good night everybody out. yeah well that's awesome uh yeah. wow I just I'm impressed with that tell Tina she well I guess she's listening but I think that's super rad she's listening to me that is some mother 
That is some mother ass mothering right there. That is. That is exactly. Exactly. Don't uh now she needs to go. Brian, I didn't beat cancer so that I could watch you buy 3D printers like they're going out of style. <laughs> I love it. She's got she just use that as their as her as her card, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. All right. Um let's get to uh we should probably do the news here. Uh, Wendy will be here yeah. later, by the way. So some windy time. We don't know. We don't know what that's going to be yet. She's bringing a mystery topic, so going to lay it on us uh, like Love it's it. Christmas morning. Yeah, it's going to be great. So we'll get to that in a minute. Now this. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive, sensational summary of world and local events. Don't forget, it's the news, and it's brought to you by. Get your homework done for Film Sack this weekend. We're watching. MI5. Yes, it's like Mission Impossible, but stars Jon Snow instead of Tom Cruise. Oh. I know nothing about this movie. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know anything about it either. I mean, it was this thing with, no. with Kit Harington, and it was in the middle of the run of Game of Thrones. So it was like his little offshoot, little movie moment. And the, mm -hmm. the poster, you look at it, it says MI5. It looks like Mission Impossible 5. It looks like long-haired Tom Cruise shooting a gun. It's that it blue and orange right. colors, all that stuff they always do. Yep. It's insane. So we don't know even what we're getting letters, into. Even the letters make you think that you're seeing Mission Impossible 5. Yeah, <laughs> they really do. Everything about it. And, you know, MI5, of course, in the UK is a very different thing, uh, which I assume, you know, has something more to do with those their little secret service-y thing. But I don't know. And we won't know till we watch it. And we haven't done this in a while where we really are going in blind. We don't know anything about this yeah, movie. Yeah, completely. Apparently, it's called MI5 in some places, but also is um, Spooks the Greater Good, which is a continuation of oh, a British spy series. I watched that series. Is this connected to that? I think it is. I watched is this... that show. That whole thing I watched. It was good. Yeah, but... Uh, having not seen that show, is it going to be now? I'm wondering, is it going to be an issue? Like, can we watch? Uh, can we? What's what's another good example of this? Can we watch the Breaking Bad movie that's coming out next month, mm. having never seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, or that's a good there's question. probably a better example of this, but um, yeah, that one. The Downton feels... Abbey, like the Downton Abbey film that's coming out. Right. I've I've never seen a single episode of Downton Abbey. Could I walk into this movie and say, oh, I totally get everything that's going on and who these people are and how they're all connected? I'm going to say no. I think that uh, oh. Downton Abbey is a great example of this. I've seen it, and I huh. think it would be weird to see that without the show. That's super weird. And also the Breaking so Bad thing, same thing. Same thing with Breaking Bad. That wouldn't work either, I don't think. Yeah, all right. So maybe we need somebody to chime in here. This is, I'm just realizing this now. Maybe we need somebody to chime in here because if we don't watch it, then we're watching, I think we just wedge in The Vampire's Kiss, which just landed on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm. Oh, yeah, we got to watch that. No matter what. I mean, I think we should Half. do. I've, I've, I, do I don't. Okay. The, thing, right. the reason I think it's okay, because I've seen MI5, that's a mm. lot less about the characters than the it show. is the yeah. show. The show is just, it's spies and it's espionage and it's. I mean, well, you've seen Spooks. You haven't seen MI5, the film, right? Uh, right. Spooks, but when yeah. I saw Spooks, it was called MI5. Because they call it that here. That's oh, that's the weird okay. thing about it. It's spooks in the UK, but it's rebranded as MI5 when I watched it on Hulu or wherever I saw it. And so, gotcha. um, it, assuming, I don't think it was, it never felt like it was about character threads. And also, Jon Snow was not in that for sure. So, 
Um, but there were a lot of actors oh, you'd really? recognize, like uh, uh, Cumberbatch was in it for a bunch. Um, this is before oh, he got really? okay. Before he got big and yeah. stuff, but um, Peter Firth was he in the? Uh, oh, Peter Firth is one. I'm, I'm not. I'm thinking Colin Firth. Never mind. I don't know Peter Firth. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Um, but uh, I think as you pointed out when we were talking about this before, it also stars Tuppence Middleton, which is the most Britishy British name. <laughs> <laughs> Tuppence Middleton. It really Tuppence is. Middleton. Yeah, they should name a whole town after her, a whole a whole village in northern England after her. Tuppence. Welcome to Tuppence yeah. Middleton. Actually, and we've seen her in stuff. We've seen her in the Imitation Game. We've seen her in uh, Jupiter Ascending. Mm -hmm. Black Mirror. She was in an episode of that. Yeah. Oh, she was in Sense Eight. The one, Tuppence Middleton. Here's here's my opinion of the only movie I've ever seen that truly truly could be watched on its own and did not need the TV show to get you there. Although it never hurts, but it was Serenity, the uh, the Firefly oh. movie. Oh, well, that's a great example. That's a perfect example because I can actually connect to that. Yeah, and that movie 100% stands on its own if you need it to, but also is great if you have all the backstory. So I think it's possible. Okay. I just don't think Downton Abbey's possible. It's just too thick and it's too many storylines and like that thing. Yeah. That thing is all about character, like every individual character, and there are many of them. It's a whole household and servant group and everyone else everyone's got their own little story thread like how they would make that into something that you could go watch sight unseen it just seems impossible to me but but you and i both can't say that it's fine to watch serenity without watching firefly because we both watched firefly before we saw serenity no I, i'm not bob said i saw the movie before i saw the show oh you did yeah. oh okay all right well then there you go okay yeah. you can you can speak from experience oh. i didn't realize that you saw serenity before you saw i did firefly i saw in fact i saw serenity like five ah. times i've seen it 20 times but i've seen it i saw it five <laughs> times before i saw the show and i really loved the show uh and it ended up adding to it for sure but i love that movie on its own like i just love it it's one of my favorite movies i freaking love that movie it's cool. so good all right well then I then I uh, then I'm all set. Give me uh, slather me an MI five. All right, sweet. That I just, as long as Vampire's Kiss doesn't disappear, or I'll be pissed. That yeah, needs to be. I don't think uh, unless Amazon all of a sudden says, "Whoa, I can't believe I can't believe we put this on our streaming." No, no, get it off of there. Yeah, yeah. Someone, so who who did this? You're fired. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right. Today's top news all story: right. North Alabama. Speaking of vaping, by the way. This is actually from yesterday, so it's not. I didn't plan this, but anyway, North Alabama school has removed bathroom stall doors to combat vaping. Now, oh, before we get too deep into that little happenstance circumstance, <laughs> my school, my high school uh, stall doors were also removed, but it wasn't oh, for really? yeah to combat fourth fourth period <laughs> masturbation or something. <laughs> fourth period <laughs> masturbation. As, it, <laughs> as opposed to all the other periods that you could go. Right, right. No, fourth period, man. It's like right before lunch. You're, sure. You know, you're. <laughs> you need a little. You need a break. You need a little relief. You know. Why did they take the doors off at your school? So the rumor was because we never got an official answer from the administration, but the the under our understanding was that they were just being too vandalized. People were pounding them in. They were oh. writing on them, painting on them. Oh, so the school sure. took them out and said. Well, now what are you going to do? There's no door, so have fun pooping in front of all your friends, basically. Um, by the way, I went through the entirety of my high school career and junior high. Junior high and high school, all of those years, oh, never pooped yeah. once at school. Oh, not that's what once. I was going to guess that you were going to say, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. One time, but it was in the um, it was the two weeks I was... You got to use the... 
I was suspended and I was getting I was getting toted around by the VP and I had to I got to use the administration bathroom uh, thing. <laughs> the teacher's lounge yeah. toity. Yeah. Uh love it. Never no way, so you never, never pooped at school, not once. Never pooped you uh, uh, boy, Wendy's surprise topic. <laughs> There's no way that it could compete with this. This I feel like I'm going to I'm going to ask her to to, all right, uh, you know, pitch me the topic, Wendy, because I've got I've got a counter topic. We're going to see who wins. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. I just made sure it was at home. If I had to at school, I'd hold it, and I could really go into camping mode when I was younger. I could really go. Was it hard? Um, uh, was it just because you didn't want to poop at school, or was it because the doors were off and you didn't want like? combination if, the, if there were if there were stall doors would you have been able to do it uh maybe but also the bathrooms are so freaking gross in school like mm. high school bathrooms mm. are a nightmare and so it was just i didn't want to sit ever on one of those seats ever uh i'd wow. use the urinals all the time no problem we had the communal one at the high school where it was like a big trough you know it wasn't like individual urinals you just had a big old mm-hmm. tray that everybody peed in um, right and then Except that one, you know, we did have one bathroom at the school that had regular stalls because that's where that friend of mine who knew how to, he could split his pee in two. We called him split pee, but he could, he could split his pee in. Have I told this before? Yeah, I think you have. Yes. I don't remember you mentioning that his nickname though was split pee. Oh yeah. We called him split pee. It's too bad his name wasn't soup. That would be perfect. (laughs) We should have called him soup. That's better. But we call him split pee as a nickname, but it's because he could, he could pinch himself in such a way. That he could stand all like bold legged out in front of two urinals in the center of the two urinals, and he could split it to go uh-huh. into both at the same time, and perfect two perfectly formed separate streams into wow. two urinals. And Split P was a weirdo. I wonder what he's doing Venkman now. And, Venkman and Egon would yeah. be pleased. <laughs> I just didn't like. I don't know. I still I still don't like public bathrooms. Although like sometimes you'll end up in like a. I don't know, a nice hotel and their and their lobby bathrooms are just like glorious. I do like those. Yeah. 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 I just like clean things, that's all. You yeah. really uh it's just this one aspect of you that kind of kind of has the George Costanza mm-hmm. you need an app to like track the best bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. The best public bathrooms. You're not wrong. It's a bit of an obsession in in, in some cases, although lately I give less craps. <laughs> Literally, but I just don't care anymore. But, <laughs> but do you remember the? There's a Seinfeld episode. It's like a multi-parter where they go to India. Do you remember that? They actually filmed it in reverse. And uh, oh, that was yeah, the India one. Yeah, yeah. And George, the whole thing was George wouldn't poop in India. He refused. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, I think that may be one of the very few episodes of Seinfeld that I've only seen once. I don't think I. Oh, weird. Maybe I've seen it twice, but I didn't. I don't. I haven't done a. Uh, um. I don't remember seeing that when I did a like a binge through of Seinfeld. It was more like just whatever was on syndication would be the most recent one I'd watch. But I don't think I've seen that more than once, that episode. My advice is there's one episode of Seinfeld you always skip no matter what. Okay. So no matter what, this is this oh. one's it's terrible. All right, and hold on. Let me, before you ooh. All right, before you say which one it is, let me see if I can figure it out. Yeah, see if you can guess it. I'll, t- I'll tell you, it's late. It's a final season episode. It's not the last episode, so it's not like a trick sure. question. But it's a final season episode. There are plenty of good episodes in that season, but in there, there is one in particular that is just raucously bad. Really? Okay, I can't think of it. All right, I'm going to find the name of it actually. All right. Worst Feld episode. It's got. It's got to be. I mean, it, you know, as far as like a 
best episode of Seinfeld feels like you've got, you know, a cross between the contest, the Chinese restaurant, the parking garage. Oh, there's so many good ones. I mean, there's obviously way awesome. more good than bad, at, you know, ever. Of course. Um, here we go. Let's see. It's not the dog. Is it the heart attack? No. I'm trying to find it here. Uh, sorry, the trip. Maybe this guy's got like a list of the worst, the worst episodes. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, let's see. Not the marble Parking. rye. <laughs> oh my gosh! This guy says the worst episode is the Chinese restaurant, and the second worst is the parking garage. Oh. Are you kidding? Oh no! Okay, yeah, you can't go by that list uh -huh. at all. Goodbye. We yeah. live in a society. I would say to him, exactly. Exactly. Come on, those are two of the best. All right. Let me see if I can get it. All right. I can't remember the name of this one. All right, they're in the in the late final season or somewhere yeah. in the middle of it. They end up trying to get to a baseball game or or a marathon or something. I forget. But the important part is it's the one where Elaine ends up underneath the bleachers, and they make it seem like she's down there having to eat food from the under the bleachers and live with like mole uh, like people, living like a troglodyte living under the under yes. the bleachers. It's that entire episode is abysmal. It's not funny. It's not anything. It's just the most paint by numbers garbagey poop ever. And it's hard to say that because huh. there's so much I love about Seinfeld. I love. Yeah, I'm love barely it. remembering that one as well. It's All right, it's time for me. I think as soon as I finish, I've got two or three episodes left of uh, Enterprise. Maybe my my break. I was on a break. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> like merging my musty TV there. Oh, I found the uh, name. I found the name. Sorry. That's the episode. So you can really avoid it. Uh, the Puerto Rican day parade. It's in season nine. Oh. That's the name of the thing. Um, let's see. Oh no, that's oh, not that's the one. one. Where you find where, no, cause that's the that's one where the Kramer one. gets the, uh, the, the chest of uh, drawers that has the recipe, all the soup Nazi recipes. Yeah, I'm wrong. That's a good one. That's that not, I screwed that up. Where is it then? Is it the, the outing? Two, the two gay guys who want to take the uh, take the dresser from Kramer and... Oh, I, I just can't find it. <laughs> love it. Oh, they don't like the Chinese woman one? I love that one. Where George's what, mom... Donna Chang? Yeah, I love that one. Whatever. These Donna lists Chang, are, these lists are shit. Yeah, that's, you can't, yeah, exactly. This is no good. Anyway, uh, North Alabama would like to stop people from vaping, so they took the walls off. Doors off. <laughs> Did we make it past one sentence of that? Uh, we got the headline. That's all. We got the headline. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> then we then we went on a we went on a trip. Uh, no, I love that one. The one where he goes, "Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon?" That's a good one. <laughs> right. That one's all right because Kramer Kramer refuses to wear the AIDS ribbon. Anyway, oh, that's um, right. Yeah. All right. Here's oh, this is great because you got to see this picture. Okay. Uh, right. A man who looks like Breaking Bad's Walter White wanted by police on meth charges, of all things. Of course. Okay. Um, you got I'm going to post this for the chat as well. Okay. You got to see this guy, chat room, this guy right here. <laughs> oh, holy cow. <laughs> it looks like a really rough one, too. He did like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's seen some seen better days. Wow. Uh, it says a man wanted by police in Illinois. Uh, the whole thing's gone viral because of his uncanny resemblance to Walter White, the methamphetamine dealing protagonist <laughs> in the hit TV, uh, TV series Breaking Bad. Much like Brian Cranston's Walter White, a.k.a. Heisenberg, the man named Todd W. Barrick Jr. Uh, is even wanted on meth charges, specifically for violating his parole from earlier uh, methamphetamine possession charges, reports the local station. Police in Galesburg, Illinois, 
shared his mud shot on Facebook on September 3rd, and the photo was immediately inundated with comments about the felon's eerie similar uh, resemblance to Walter White. Uh, oh my gosh yeah this is so this is great yeah i like that cranston tweeted uh officers i swear it wasn't me as you can see i was in new york (laughs) (laughs) it's really really uncanny i love that though anyway i had to make sure to get that one in today uh let's see yeah is he okay never mind no that was the david schwimmer one Never mind. I was oh, thinking that right. was the uh I the, thought that Cranston pulled a Schwimmer and and basically did the same the same tweet. Oh, was that the Schwimmer one then? That was the Schwimmer oh, one. That's the Schwimmer tweet. Yeah. The guy who yeah, the guy who uh looked like uh Schwimmer. Cranston should do one too then. That's what I think. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, this that's not the guy. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. I mean this guy looks like he got high on his own supply. That's the problem with this guy. Yeah. Is there purple and pink in his beard, or is that just a bad lighting in his in the mugshot thing? Oh yeah, look at that. Or did he did he fall asleep in a bowl of uh, tricks? <laughs> <laughs> tricks is for meth heads. Uh, I don't know. That is weird. Oh. It's a weird shade of purple yeah. under his neck. Maybe he dyed it or something. He really should trim up. I mean, he's shaved everything else. Get that neck, fix that neck problem. You got a neck beard problem, yeah. there, buddy. Well, I think it's no. I don't know if it's a neck beard or if it's just the fact that his beard is is scraggly and out there. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He's got a Harley, da- a very faded Harley Davidson uh, tattoo on his chest. You see that there? Yep. And then uh, Forrest or Torrance or <laughs> I can't tell. You know, he's a well, huge Forrest. If you're gonna fan. do, if you're gonna do the old English type, <laughs> make it legible so we can read it and see what you're. <laughs> What you're a fan of. We live in a society. <laughs> Come on, right? Nobody, show, uh, nobody answer a hang up. All right. Let's yeah. move on. Hey, check this out. A Texas Monthly. Uh, that's the name of the paper. It's a national magazine okay. sort Te- of thing. Texas Monthly. Sure. Uh, they have created a new job that I want. It's called the Taco Editor. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. It, uh, bills itself. Taco Editor. Yes. It uh, bills itself as the national magazine of Texas. Uh, says it is so focused on covering all things Lone Star that its masthead lists a, gar- a barbecue editor. It also has correspondents who cover the rural life blues and a columnist who explains Western chic and the do's and don'ts of boots, that sort of thing. But this year, uh. they've added a new position, now occupied by Jose R. Relay, Relat, who began to work uh, at the paper or at the magazine September 18th as the nation's first taco editor. That's great. Yeah. I thought I was a taco editor because when I go to Taco Bell, I uh, unwrap the taco, I grab all the cheese off the top, yeah. then I pull the lettuce out, and then I replace the cheese where it sits on the meat yeah. and and uh, and starts melting in the meat. Then I replace the the lettuce. Wait, I know, thought I was a ta- that, that that made me a taco editor. I think that just makes you um, pedantic. Uh, <laughs> no, not pedantic. It makes you. What would you call somebody? You have eight. That's like an ADD thing. It's like a. It's like a <laughs> OCD. Yeah. Have you ever I'm done kidding, that? I don't really You've do never that. Done no, that. I don't really have never done that. I no. want to. I'm now. I want to do that again. Again, do. Scott. Let me reiterate. I don't taste the food. I just eat the food. <laughs> you just go. <laughs> somebody found that. Somebody found the gif of the, uh, the the lady from V swallowing a uh, a uh, guinea pig. Oh. And- <laughs> Someone repost that. I want to see that. 
There it is right there. Third illusion had it handy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It is so bad. Let me see. Let me put this. this is the old one, right? The '80s one. This is the old one. Yes, where they, where basically they had a <laughs> a mass or a thing made of Jane Balder's head or yeah. Badler, yeah, Jane Badler, I think, and they just basically had a stretchy skin mouth opening. Yeah. That they just basically had a dude move the chin down while another one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she doesn't blink because she's not real. I love it. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. There's no other movement on that on that face except for the uh You know what I like about it is she starts to jam it in. Watch the jaw. It actually goes longer after a second. It's like, oh not big enough. A little bit yes, more. right. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit at the end. Oh, that's so good. That poor Poor uh, guinea pig. I have to go through that. Oh, I know, right? He's just a just a poor little dude. All right. Well, that was. I amazing. think Miranda Bacharin did that in the new one, in the new V. I'm sure they redid that scene just it was because some, somebody finds. Yeah, it was something like that though. But it was like a different animal or something, or she. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I feel like shoots. they. I feel like they did have to recreate that that scene. Marina. The show was V, and I think the new one was called V, the new batch, or V, the next generation. Okay, I'm gonna the, look. This time it's personal. <laughs> I'm gonna look this. Uh, Miranda background and Ben McKenzie are married. Okay, we don't care about that. Uh, yeah, I can't find anything. If anyone else can find that, that would be awesome. If we could have dueling gifts of the two ladies yes. eating rodents, that'd be <laughs> maybe something else. Love it. Uh, <clears throat> all right then. There's that. Uh, yeah. Talk redditor. Yeah, let's talk about this KFC thing. So okay. KFC apparently wants to get into gaming. They clearly don't want to get into decent tasting chicken. So let's get into gaming. <laughs> exactly. They're kind of doing the uh, the the hippopotamus butt and mm -hmm. uh, the smelly bird cage situation. They like, absolutely are. Where should we focus our money? <laughs> uh, food? No. Gaming and uh, esports. Uh, you think That's I'm right. kidding? But here's how it works. They're moving into the world of video games. The brainchild of Colonel Sanders, KFC. Might be the last brand you'd associate with gaming. It sure would be. But anyway, uh, they want to test the waters. Back in August of 2018, KFC made a Twitter account called KFC Gaming with its bio reading, Finger Clicking Good. Yeah, you heard me. Finger yeah. Clicking Good. Clicking Good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's just let that soak in for a second. Um, the account is likely targeted at roping in gamers by posting video game related tweets and thereby marketing KFC to them. Yet, throughout the summer, KFC Gaming seems to have been ramping up its marketing. They rec recently ran a World Cup of Games competition on Twitter, asking its followers to vote for their favorite game. Well, that's stupid. That's just asking for people to vote for a thing on Twitter. That's not like right. a big that's deal. That's just doing a poll. I can do that next door. <laughs> do that now. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, we had a kid. We had a next door freak out here a week ago. I forgot to tell you about this. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. there was a um, a, a grandma's granddaughter who was nine went missing, and it was she reported it on on there, and it freaked mm. everybody out. Everybody was mobilizing. What can we do? Have you know who's talked to the right, authorities? Right. Let's get out there and comb the area and do all this stuff. And at the very bottom, she goes. It's good. She's we found her. She was just up the road. Everything's fine. Thanks, everybody. And meanwhile, everybody had gone nuts to try to find the track right. girl down. Uh, carrying torches <laughs> and the dogs. Woo, 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 yeah. Right down the yeah, <laughs> totally. Some some guys on. Well, we need to check out the internet. <laughs> oh, she was in her room. Sorry. Oh, sorry. She was taking a shit. 
All right. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, anyway, so now the winner uh, got their Rainbow Six Siege game there, uh, and then uh, the turnout for the community was huge. We'll have to put another our or do we want to do another reward? A couple of days ago, the same account posted a tweet in a video. It read September twenty third. Stay tuned. So everyone, uh-huh. mark your calendars on the twenty third. KFC's oh. up to something. Don't know oh, what. you haven't. Okay, so I'm giving you an article to can. Uh, there's more to little story. Oh, Scott. Oh, breaking news. The, the KFC dating simulator is coming to Steam on the 24th. Oh my lord! <laughs> this is real. This is real. Oh wow! Look at that, Colonel Sanders. Okay, chat. Uh, this is why you want to be here live. You get to see the visuals. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Check him out. He's looking all sexy and and. Uh, you know, and whatnot there. Yeah, and is in his uh in his red apron. He's a slim down twenty something Colonel Sanders yeah. with a <laughs> with a purposely gray <laughs> beard and mustache. <laughs> right, yes. Very, right. One of, yeah, it's implied that he dyes it yeah. to, to be hipster. He's sure. also his arms are too long. Just just from a per, just a proportion uh, issue. Yeah. You see how long those arms okay. are? It's not good. Yeah, all right. I don't okay. trust the Colonel Sanders with long arms. Well no. Um there is a trailer for this is there yeah if you go to the steam page <laughs> the 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 trailer for i love you colonel sanders a finger licking good dating simulator which oh here's the music check that, it out yeah this, this is bad is there any words give me some words <laughs> no i think it's just the music oh, i was hoping for some words yeah. That's too bad. Okay, this is a legit game. It's coming out on the 24th. It's a legit, legit game, yes. I mean, I'm not a big I, fan of dating simulators, but uh, sure. Why not? I just uh, think I'm not a fan of the a finger-licking good dating simulator. <laughs> I think... Uh, finger-clicking good, Brian. No, it's this is finger-licking on this one. Oh, what does it say that? Finger-clicking would be a better... Ooh. Would be better, but... Uh, yes. Like I'm in the mood for some finger licking dating. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Sidian uh, just said it's marketing and it's working. He's right. Well, of course. Look what yeah, we're doing. Absolutely. We're talking about this thing. Like we're literally doing the thing <laughs> they thought like, we'd do. They basically said, "How can we get people to stop talking about that <laughs> effing Popeye's chicken sandwich?" <laughs> Finally, a strategy that even the colonel would love. That's uh, right. It's awesome. All right. Well. Where they can send us checks. Popeye's going to come back. Oh, yeah, we've we've created a nuclear weapon. How yeah. about that? Come on, put us back in the news. Enjoy. I, st- I need to check that place out again and see if they got any chicken back in stock. It's got to be calming we down by to, now. Uh, we have our, we have our uh, voice on the inside, don't we? Uh, oh, yeah, right. Uh, he can let us know. Hey, guy that, yeah. works, that works at Popeye's with the anonymous name, tell us what's going on. Can I go right. in? Should I wait? What's the deal? All right. Let's oh, take Rainbow a- Bright says no, not yet. Oh. Well, great. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, Wendy will be here. She is going to talk all about something that she hasn't told us about. So it's very exciting. We don't know. It's like nice. Christmas morning here on TMS. Before that, though, <laughs> a musical selection from Brian Ibbett, connoisseur yeah. of fine music. We're going to go to uh, Switzerland for this artist. This is a guy that we've played before on the show a few months ago. Uh, but this is also on the brand new album, by um, uh, an artist or band who goes by the name Rio Glacier. Um, the album is called Out of Tune. This is the title track. I guess you don't want to name your, if you're a musician, do you want to really name your your album Out of Tune? I wouldn't. It feels like, yeah. yeah, it feels like uh, 
I don't know. Naming Weird. your boat full of holes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I christen the sinks easily. Sinks easy. I love it. Uh, here's the title track. This is Rio Glacier and the tune out of tune. Oh 
on a Sunday afternoon. And once we were talking, sure not always in tune. Greetings, fair listeners. It's me, Scott Johnson, to take a moment to talk to you about the days when you were always ready to go. Yeah, that's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's like the color blue, blue, B-L-U-E, you know, blue, and then chew.com. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. I'm saying those both wrong, right? Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And because they're chewable, they'll work up to twice as fast as some sort of pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is a prescribed online product and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They are uh, made right here in the USA. And since Blue Chew appears, or excuse me, prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com and the promo code TMS. Try it for free. They're better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them. It's not about who has the biggest beard, it's about who has the best technique. Not even a man's wife can hear the wee small voice of a man's inner self. The Morning Stream. Shut up, baby, I know it. Welcome back, everybody, to the program. We are happy to be here. All right, Wendy. Wendy time. Yeah, sounds good. Wendy time. I think my 3D, yeah, my 3D print is not working. Hold on, me cancel. Oh, no, you're fine. You do what you got to do there. Hello. Oh, hello. It's Wendy and Dunford. Hello. How are you? Hi. You always like it. You like like it when I use your whole uh, name all the time. Yeah. It's kind of doc. I'm kind of doxing you a little bit. I don't mean to do that, but uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you do you wish I'd do it more? Oh, okay. Well, I don't. Here's your here's your Scott Blaine Johnson. Totally. That's my name. (laughs) I am out there, baby. You should wear it out. Yep. Check this out. No, I want a divorce. All right, that's Wendy, and that means it's time for Wendy. <laughs> Something about a divorce. I don't know what that was. Uh, hey, <laughs> it was some old clip you did. I don't know. Here, I'll play it again. Nice. Check it out. No, I want a divorce. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> See? See? <laughs> terrible. You sound a little like Grandma did. Grandma Wilson. I totally. Yeah. Mm. Miss Justin, we're getting a divorce. See? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no, this is the one I usually play. Something wrong, Batman. Has anybody seen Wendy? There you go. That's your real theme. Uh, hey, we Wendy's here. Uh, and here's what's fun about today. We we didn't plan and we didn't like co- uh, coordinate a topic. You said to me, oh, well, I got something. And now I'm all excited. It's like a weird birthday party or something here. We're going to have like this big reveal. Uh, from yeah. Wendy. I mean, sad that your life is this. <laughs> 
<laughs> lame. This will be about lame lives and the people who lead them. Uh, so we'll get that in a second. But a reminder that uh, since the show's inception, Wendy has been here. She's my sister in full disclosure, but she's also a licensed therapist and helps people all the time with real problems. What does she do here? She slums it with us and helps you with yours. Sometimes they're topics, sometimes they're emails, sometimes they're calls. But today, it's a mystery topic, and you're going to lay it on us like a hot dog in a bun. What do you got there? What are you giving us today? Hot dog in a bun. Okay. <laughs> well, I decided I would go back in the archives uh, to dig around, see what I could find. I had a couple different ideas, but, you know, sometimes uh, those are good. Sometimes I'm like, this is just my crazy thoughts. I'm not going to maybe share them. Okay. Anyway. But I found an email from a long time ago, um, so it's really untimely. However, I think the the topic itself is interesting, and uh, maybe they've figured it out because it was a year and a half ago. Maybe they're still waiting. Uh, maybe they're sitting around going, man, I cannot wait till she answers my email. Uh, I doubt it. When oh. I read it to you, you'll realize this. Anyway, so uh, if this person is out there and they have, you know, figured out some things. It'd be fun to hear what they have to say. But I think it's a valuable question because uh, just I think it it will creep up in everyone's life at some point, okay. um, even though it starts right here in kindergarten. So here we go. Okay. Hey, Wendy, I have a six-year-old finishing up kindergarten this month. So this was June 2018. So now this kid's in second grade. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're all, all right. grown, they're all grown up now. That's what's happening. Yeah, they're basically uh, in college now. Anyway, yeah. all year long, we've gotten notes about him not being able to focus on the work in class. He knows the material, aces his test. But when it comes time to work quietly, he sits there and daydreams. Mm. Because of this, we recently had him tested for any behavioral problems, and Doc says he's got ADHD. Now, my wife and I have to deal with the decision to medicate him or not. We want him to do well in school this coming year, and if we did medicate him, uh, wait, sorry. Oh, this is hard when you do this. I see. Oh, and if we did oh, medicate him. Oh, <laughs> I see, Dewey, that it's sometimes tricky to read these people's right. emails. I see. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Uh -huh. It's All genetic. Right. It's genetic. Right. With the decision to medicate him or not, we want him to do well in school this coming year. And if we did medicate him, we would use this summertime trying to find the right doses of medication. The concern is not wanting to lose the spark that makes him who he is. Yeah. At this point, we're about... Uh, we're at about the mindset of medication might be necessary in order to teach him the behavioral techniques that would help him focus. Basically, using medication as a temporary measure until he learns how to focus without it, then wean him off the medication. Does this does this find oh, sound like a viable approach? Mm. Are there other methods that could be taken? Why is there not a do-over option available when parenting your kid in case you make a big decision like this? Wrong. Mm. Thank you for your help. Guy has an awesome name that is also the name of a famous person, but it's definitely not that from famous person. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Brad Pitt. Yes, Mr. <laughs> your email. Mr. Pitt. We appreciate it's, it. Yeah, no, not him. Yeah. Um, someone definitely more interesting. Anyway, um, <laughs> wow. wow. I mean, Brad Pitt's fine. Don't get me wrong, but he's not wow. that interesting. Yeah. Uh, Tear okay. therapy Thursday. <laughs> know your doses. <laughs> know your doses. <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Okay. So nice reference. Okay. Sorry. I read this. You guys have not had a kindergarten in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but this question of here's a kid's spark, here's a diagnosis, here's a medication. What mm. do we do? I would assume this is their first kid. Um, by the end of the last kid, you're just like, whatever, give him cracked as long as he gets good grades, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Right. Um, but what what is what's your thoughts? Just 
out, out of the gate. Well, I can tell you that from, um, so this wasn't ADD medication or anything like that. It wasn't behavioral, but when Taylor had her seizures and the doctor said, we'd like to put her on this medication. Uh, and I asked it did help with the seizures. And I asked, well, I thought you said these could be temporary and that they're, you know, they were called focal, uh, juvenile seizures that happen during puberty and that they might, they would probably go away and it's not that uncommon. And he said, well, that's true, but we don't know for sure. And this will, this medication will stop them. And I said, you know, so my brain was like, Oh, stop and stop seizures. That sounds awesome. But then I said, well, what's the side effects? He says, well, we could permanently, uh, uh, she could be permanently, um, uh, sterile. She'd never be able to have kids probably, mm. or there's a high likelihood or something. And I went, Oh, well, that seems like a, that's a, suddenly this got to be a huge life choice. You know, this is a huge deal. Do we, as her parents put her at risk for this or do we handle this the way we've been handling it? Which we, which was, we were handling it, you know, like it was happening when it was happening. We were there for, we were always watchful of it. We always made sure everything was okay. Like that sort of thing. So we, so we basically trusted in the diagnosis that yes, this was temporary and said no to the medication and as a result, um, she did get over them. She quit having them. And now she's got a you know little baby boy. And that's awesome. So like, I feel like we made the right decision there. There's got to be cases like that, though, where people go the way we did. And it was the wrong one. You know, someone's got a lifetime of right. like epilepsy or worse th- things. Or Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, your first instinct is to say, oh, well, whatever the doctor says is the right thing. So we're going to go with what the doctor uh, tells us. Right. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess my thinking would be, do you get a second opinion in a case like this where it's like, oh, do we want to go right to medication or do we want to maybe see if there's some uh, alternative way of solving this where we're not, you know, getting the kid addicted? But to problem, the problem is the parents don't necessarily see what the, because Brian's 100% right about this. So if they do say, well, we should try other things. That's when it becomes like, well, the doctor's not telling you other things. He's just, mm-hmm. well, there's the mm-hmm. medication, and that's my recommendation if you want to get a second. And, like, they don't really have an alternative to, like, behavioral stuff, or they're not paying attention to that. Or if they're good, maybe they do, and they have a referral to make or whatever. But it seems like the easy thing is just, here, take this medication, and then when they get older, maybe they can get off of it. And that seems, I don't know, my mm-hmm. opinion is mm-hmm. that that seems like a too easy of a way out, and you should probably do something else. I don't know. Right. And I think uh, you, you both sort of are pointing to a thing that I think is, is pretty important. And, and my goal in talking about this today is not about telling people to take medication or not, but to empower them a little bit to be their own uh, advocates in this, in, in receiving medical care or mental health care, right? right. Which is you know, we have the white coat syndrome where you're like, okay, the dude in the coat with the, with the gray hair or whatever, you know, whatever it is that does it for you. Um, hopefully it's, you're seeing a variety of doctors. They don't all look that way, but that they, you know, you just go with it like, oh, they know. So they're telling me this and, and yes, they hate when you come in having Googled a bunch of things because it's frustrating because there is bad information out there. However, in that office space, Scott, your example is a great one of just asking more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, go to a website and type in, like, what questions do I ask at this appointment? And you're going to find a lot of pretty reputable, rep, you know, that word, people uh, <laughs> saying, hey, ask about this, ask about this. So, so getting yourself really informed, because here's where my concern is with this kid. 
Um, and this, this generally is applying to all parents worried about their kid with anything is a quick check of you, right? Like, all right, this kid he's describing as he quietly sits there and daydreams. So we're not looking at a potentially a, a hyperactive mm-hmm. right. or, or even an, a very impulsive, but more mm-hmm. of the distracted type, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you take, let's take a kid who's the opposite of that. And mm-hmm. I, I hung out with one recently and it was painful. Um, I, I mean, it was like a, watching a ball bounce around a room. I've never, mm-hmm. I've actually never seen it that intense before. Um, and if you're the kind of person, like maybe me, where I need you to chill. And so I've got to check myself as the parent. What is my problem here with this kid? Um, and it sounds like these parents, you know, they just have this lovely, sweet boy. And then he goes off to school. And the school setting um, creates a place where sort of his daydreaming is is not tolerated in the way it is with probably should be in childhood, right? Yeah, and so you can ask yourself, is this just a daydreamer? Now they get him tested, all right? And we can see that he's more distractible or there's some other things going on, which is going to make school hard. Um, and so you got to ask yourself, like, what's my beef with this? And it sounds like they don't want to kill any spark in the kids. So they find him delightful. That, that's my take, mm-hmm. right? Or at least what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if he were running all over the place, another parent might be like, all I need is to be able to sleep or to have a minute where I'm not worried he has a knife and he's going to harm another person because he's running around right. with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So y- you check yourself first. What's your deal here? Um, often there is some familiar things happening. It's not all genetic, but often you got a parent with a little bit of ADD going on. Um, just kind of, yeah, following. It's like, all right, what worked for me or, or things that weren't around at the time that you were a kid. This is right. totally, by, by the way, this, this, um, the, the daydreaming kid was totally me in school, by the way. Same. Right. Yeah, that was me yeah. too. Okay. So your dad. Surprise, Mr. surprise to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> surprise to nobody. So I have a question about that actually. So your dad is Mr. Dr. Pants. I don't, Mr. I don't know. He's, he actually is Mr. Dr. Pants. Yes. He's Mr. Dr. That's Pants. His official title. Yeah. Which means he worked his tail off in school and probably focused a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, right. how did he manage to understand you as a daydreamer? Do you? Or, or am I digging into a really sore wound here? Sorry. No, no. I mean, it's it's sadly um, more of a situation where because my mom and dad got divorced when I was really young, so this would have fallen more onto um, my mom. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I don't remember any intervention on my parents' part about my daydreaming in school. Okay. I remember it being a problem, and the teachers getting involved. And, you know, going to the principal's office and Brian, you got to start paying more attention. You know, this stuff, you're a super smart kid. You do really well on the test, but you know, it's, I uh, can tell that, you know, when you're in class or your teacher can tell that it's not where you want to be and that sort of thing. Oh my God. Um, this, uh, yeah, so as much I, as, as much as Brian and I have a lot in common and everything, I didn't realize we had such a common childhood. That was so me the whole time, <laughs> including totally. the, including the visits to the principal, including the parents having getting called in yeah. and being there. Ugh. I well, it. I think there's, there's something to be said for, you know, the, the freedom to daydream in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nineties, <laughs> yeah. right. There, there was right. not a label slapped on you and there was not, uh, you know, the, the intervention was pretty minimal and y'all survived. Right. But I think there's just a general anxious parenting model now, which is, you know, catch it early. And there's good reasons for this. Right. this right. It's no one's to blame, but essentially like if you catch it early, you're going to have better outcomes. And that's, that's really true. But I think 
unfortunately with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is that it's it's weirdly overdiagnosed and underdiagnosed. Um, and then what happens is, you know, maybe maybe this kid he's meeting all this criteria and he's a dreamer, and you know, you you put him on some medication. Typically, a stimulant is is what they do. They do have non-stimulant versions, you know, Ritalin, um, Adderall, all of those different things. There's all sorts of stuff because there are kids who absolutely need this, absolutely need this. And then there are kids that it's it's in that gray area and you're not sure. Um, and and so he could try something out, see what happens, see if he loses the spark, see if you know, because there are some kids it it just kind of changes them a little too much and it's it's not great. There's yeah. other kids. It become they become literally their best selves. They feel great. They have social connections that finally work, and all sorts of good things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would argue that you know the the hesitation is a good one to stop because we tend to over medicate in the United States. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're this. Here's the thing. And if you don't ask more questions and ask about the side effects and pay attention, we do a lot of just maybe we're busy and we just believe the person in the white coat. We take the pill. It's supposed to solve our problem. And often it just can exaggerate that. I, at one point I had a client come in on 14 medications and I, I'm trying to figure out what she's taking and why. And I think 10 of them were to deal with the side effects from the four. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> right. Took these four for solving the problem, then took the other, you know, 10 for it's like when you when bring really, an animal from some other part of the world it's like oh this bird is not native to here but we love this bird so we're bringing this bird here but you forgot that that bird eats a certain bug and we need that bug for these trees to survive now those bugs right. are dead and the trees are dying well what do we do bring in snakes from the amazon they'll take care of it oh shit the snakes <laughs> right. have eaten all the dogs like you it's like that thing where you just exactly. have to keep yeah. tapping it yeah it's annoying you just and and that's the thing about at least my rule of thumb is you always try a behavioral route first. And these guys, I mean, it doesn't sound like they've had a lot of behavioral problems with him. It's not until he gets to school that suddenly it's like, oh, he's not paying attention. And, and you know, there's something to be for said for how school is is run. I don't know what that class is like, but I know what my second graders class is like now. Every kid is sitting on a wobbly chair because they have these little cool, like, it's essentially Ritalin for your bum. You just sit and move a little bit and your brain's like, Ooh, cool. This is, it's like, has something to kind of balance and focus on. They all have rock hard abs now, you know, and (laughs) working on their core (laughs) and they move around the room a lot. There's this rest period that it's a brand new classroom. They built it on the school and remodeled some stuff over the summer. And it's this brand new classroom that takes all of the science into consideration. And I mean, the joy. I watched kids last year in a different setting because it was a different kind of classroom um, without bright sunlight. Now they've got this big window. They were in the inner part of the building. Just struggle. And I'm I'm watching this year, everybody thriving. It's amazing. Hmm. Kids I thought were ADD are maybe not. And maybe they're medicated. I don't know. Of course, I'm not looking at everyone's charts. But just the observation, you've, you've changed the environment a little bit. You've changed some teaching style a little bit. You're working with what, naturally a second grade or a kindergarten body needs, which is to move around maybe more than sit still and listen and answer. You know, we've, we've got a pretty dated model in a lot of classrooms that is maybe not tackling the needs of a bunch of different kids. So look at the environment, look at the school, look at the behavior, look at, you know, find out what the kid thinks, ask him what he's thinking about, like do lots of different things before you put 
him on a, you know, a, a pretty significant drug. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you may find is that nothing kind of works. And then what you can do is give it a try. I think what happens, I've had recent conversations with clients about they've tried lots of things. It's time to try medication. Um, a few that are elite athletes. So they have always had this formula that's worked for them, which is I put a in my body, I exercise, I do all the things, my mental health should be fine. And it's not. And so we're getting to the, you know, there's some chemical stuff we need to alter in order to help you. And it is torture because that's not what they want to do. And a lot of us are raised that way. Maybe it's the messaging from our parents. And then on some level, we're all right that we shouldn't just be taking drugs all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So our, our guts are, are not wrong. Um, but there does come a moment where you've kind of checked all the boxes of trying all the things and then be willing to give something a shot mm-hmm. and know that it's not forever. Right. So these mm-hmm. are adults I'm talking about, but both of these adults I'm referring to said, it feels like if I do this, I have to do this forever. They're actually afraid mm-hmm. it will work. And then right. now they are and now they're locked in. Yeah, yeah. They're locked into this thing that isn't them and their willpower and their, you know, all of the sort of things they pride themselves in, especially as athletes, um, Mm -hmm. that suddenly I'm cheating or I'm getting help somehow that it's not fair. I didn't work for it. And so everyone's got their own reasons for this. But in both cases, I've had to talk to them about you do a six month experiment by six months, you know, the antidepressant kicks in, you know, if it's working or not. And then re, you know, meet again, Figure out if this is like, is it that different? Do we have, what are your side effects? I don't tell everyone to be a science experiment, but a little bit because it's tricky to know. Cause here's the concern I have for this kid going down, you know, the road is how do teachers respond to him? How do other kids respond to him? Because you're getting this feedback all the time. Um, and if you're in a, like a forest school where you're just running around cutting down trees, you're going to do really well as a hyperactive kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and your feedback's going to be, well, you chopped down 80 trees when everyone else chopped down 20, you're going to feel successful. But the current system, at least that I'm familiar with, with a lot of typical schools is the value is put on the kid who knows the answer and raises their hand and sits still and, um, does the reading and all the focus requiring behaviors. Um, and so that annoys me like a giant amen to the idea that that's a dated model because why do we ever expect that a five-year-old kid could sit still. Like that's mm-hmm. not what they're supposed to do. Like physiologically, you're asking them to go against what they, what they are at that time in their life. Like right. th- th- that, that should be that, oh, that annoys it's me because that bugs me because it's institutional, right? Like it's in, it's right. not a thing you can just a parent go, Oh, you know what? We're going to change that. Let's uh, let Billy, you know, have bum riddling or whatever, and <laughs> like let's ha- let's have him freak out and have a little bit of exercise before he has to do anything where he has to focus. Like instead, the schools are like, Billy, I told you not to make any sound. We want to go to the uh, thing. Can I go to the bathroom? You can, but you may not. Like what? What is wrong with adults? <laughs> I think we've tapped into some of your old stuff. Scott. I think so. I think you've unlo- <laughs> you've unloaded the waterfall here. Yeah. Well, and and it's true, Scott. You're actually a great example of how a system um, would have failed you if you didn't have teachers that were flexible and open and willing. You know, good teachers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You had your science teacher who loved your art and 
had you draw pictures for them instead of dissecting your cat like you were supposed to or whatever. (laughs) You know, you had others who could appreciate and see you for what you had to offer and worked with that. But here's the thing. So we can be frustrated by the institutionalized blah of it, but so much has changed and there's a lot of good stuff out there. So here's, here is my, my main political punch would be like, if we pay our teachers better, if we give them the resources, they're going to do the kind of teaching they want to do. They're going to figure out how to make a classroom the best place for each of the kids. Cause there will always be a kid in the classroom raising their hand and wanting the sitting down and wanting the right. I mean, there are kids who thrive in that environment too. And so there is a, there is gotta be a variety. There's gotta be flexibility and you can't have 40 kids in a room. Mm. You just can't. Mm. And the only way to do it is to have enough teachers. You pay them well. And there you go. Everyone pay your property taxes. Go. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if we can just sum up what I would say to them is there is something to, to be said about trusting your gut as a parent and getting good information. So ask lots of questions reach out to other people whose kids um, are, you know, having similar challenges. Find out if your doctor cannot answer any of your questions, then you need to talk to somebody else. Because often what happens is you're going to your pediatrician and whether they specialize in ADHD or not, they're, they're going to know enough about it, but they may not be knowledgeable enough to help you. They may just know that, oh, well, I hand out this medication and we'll this, see how this it goes. This is one we always hand out, so this is what we're going to give you. Yeah. 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 And, you know... There's, and I've, I've mentioned this place before. It's the attention clinic. It's in Salt Lake. They do. Um, and I'm sure there's these kinds of things everywhere. Um, at, at least there should be, but they scan your brain while you're doing different focusing activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can show you what happens to your brain when you are required to recall something, when you're required to sit still, you know, all the stuff that folks with ADHD struggle with, and you can see your brain next to a neurotypical brain. So you can go, Oh, okay. That's what's happening. And so if we tested this kid's brain, we might see that, or we might also just see that his imagination centers are just big and excited and doing their thing. Mm -hmm. And this is a phase in his life and school will come. I don't know. That's the thing is, is I wish there was some definitive answer, which is ultimately what's so hard about being a parent is we care so much. We want it to work so well, we want them to thrive. We want them to do well. And, and yet at various stages, they're going to not do well for various reasons. Right. So sometimes we push ourselves into that equation in such a big way that now we've pathologized all of it and our relationship with that kid when really he's just a daydreamer yeah. or really he's just really energetic and needs to play a little football or maybe that classroom could be adjusted. And I think good teachers and good school districts and educators and good doctors, they have, they know this stuff. Mm-hmm. You just need to make sure you're finding, you know, people who will give you clear answers and that remind you that you can trust yourself because you yeah. know, this kid better than anybody else. Yeah. Right. Are you the and one this do over thing? Yeah. Like we all make mistakes, right? We all make mistakes. This is not the biggest life decision you'll ever make in regard to this child. It's, it's an experiment to see what's helpful to, for him. It doesn't mean he has to take it for the rest of his life. You, you, you got to lower the, the price here. It is not as big as you think. Um, and you have some time. You're okay. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Okay. Yeah. This reminds me, actually, it's funny. This is totally reminding me of a TED Talk you sent me ages ago um, by that Ken Robinson guy. Do, oh, yeah. do schools kill creativity? And it 
touches on a ton of this stuff. Um, these kinds of things, like a kid who's the daydreamer, you assume he's the slacker or he's the whatever from traditional teaching, but really he, he might be the next big brain. You just don't know it. Like you just, you have to figure out ways to cultivate each kid and, and that sort of thing. If people haven't heard this or seen this Ted talk, it's really fantastic. Um, it's titled, if you just Google it, do schools kill creativity or Ken Robinson, Ted talk or something in that range. Um, you'll find it. That guy's awesome been a while since i've seen it i'll probably watch it again but anyway well and and things fortunately have changed at least my experience of of what my first kids were doing in kindergarten and first and second grade and what i'm seeing now there's like new things are happening and it's there's some some really good stuff and yet there's this sort of thing we we do where we either straight up believe the doctor and don't ask any questions and we just we, we relegate that decision to someone else a little bit or kind of the opposite, which I'm just going to throw a little caveat warning that you think, you know, everything. Um, and so you're just going to assume because you read a blog post about this thing and that it's the reason all kids are blah, 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 you know, just anything that's too, um, what is the word conspiratorial maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and so then it hits this part of you that goes, yeah, oh yeah, of course. That's it's all a conspiracy. I'm just gonna give my kid food that's all pink and it won't happen. Actually, that's the opposite. <laughs> food without coloring or you know, whatever it is. And you so you go extreme in some other direction. Um, and there's lots of kids w- that will suffer because a parent can't figure out their own garbage to get somewhere in the middle. Mm. Somewhere in the middle lies the best help for the kid. Um, and it may not ever be medication. It also might. Um, and, and this is true of adults. This doesn't change. We get to be adults and suddenly we're like, we're not doing well. And okay. So this medication really helps me, but I hate it all the time. So finding peace, you know, this is, this is the challenge of sort of modern life is we all want something natural, but you know, smearing butter on stuff doesn't fix it either. (laughs) And yet taking all big pharma's everything is also not a great. So So it's just, it's a hard, it's really a hard time to parent in, in this regard, but information's your friend and support and talking to other people and, you know, also sort of making sure your kid is actually thriving, not just that he looks good in school or he, you know, so you got to check your own stuff. Does this stuff in uh, this place that scans your brain in Salt Lake, does it, do they, they do adults as well? It's just whoever? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's who I send there. I don't, I don't work with kids. <laughs> Cause I have kids. <laughs> I used to, but no, no. I mean, you, um, you work with kids. All right. You get enough just, of that. Yeah. yeah. I have enough of that. I used to actually work with teenagers a lot more and I'm still pretty comfortable with like older teenagers. But the, now that I have real teenagers, I'm like, okay, now I know nothing. So no, yeah. <laughs> like I can't do it. Yeah. It's, so maybe one day weird. I'll return to kids when my kids are older, but, um, they are, It'd be funny if you didn't have, you couldn't do anyone who will be the age, the the continuing parallel growing age of your kids. So when your kids are like 30, you won't be able to do anybody who's 30. (laughs) (laughs) Or life stages, kind of depending on whatever life stage they're in. I'll be like, ooh, you remind me of my child. No. That's hilarious. No, we we will see on that. But um, yeah, so adults go in. I've had sent a number of people and. Um, and I forgot to mention this. So they also there do this and other places will do this. It's called biofeedback. And mm. essentially they hook your brain up and you get to see your breathing, your heart rate, 
the activity of your brain and you actually can train your brain to behave a little differently. And you're, the way we do it is you're watching it in real time happening and you're learning how to control it with your breath and with your thinking. And it's pretty awesome. So it's like going to a gym for your brain. So that is a, a definite non-evasive, non-drug route. And I'm not sure what they have for kids in that regard, but that would be something to, to uh, check out. Yeah. Um, the other thing to do just real quick with these kids is, I mean, I've never met a kid with ADHD who is not also super smart. I'm sure there's uh, comorbid situations where ADD with other disabilities and various things happen, mm -hmm. but often you have really bright kids. And so sometimes it's boredom, right? And so figuring that out, are they just not being challenged? Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, they're just going faster. Their brain's just moving faster. And so, you know, being, being an investigator of like, how does my kid actually work can be a really powerful way to understand this. Cause in the United States, we are incredibly motivated by what our kids do. Yeah. We are very proud. They do this and we love when they do stuff early and when they make us look good and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's the check your garbage at the door situation. Um, but really figure out how your kid operates. I had, I've had one kid similar, just like getting rejected by peers and depressed and all sorts of things. And we discovered there was ADD at the core, but then there is, um, there were some very specific, strange, uh, learning disabilities. So there was this visual learning disability where she could not see, like she looked at a screen, her mind would kind of block out words. Um, this happened with paper. So imagine going to school when just a bunch of words kind of go missing from a paper. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. And so once we discovered that and figured out that she needed mainly auditory learning and hands-on kinds of things, I mean, she ended up being valedictorian of her high school class. Wow. <laughs> like incredible because she's so bright, but I mean, she was starting to think something was really wrong and she was broken and that she was worthless. Well, yeah. no, she just had this weird glitch that you can accommodate and she thrived. And so you know, that's another thing to throw out there as if, if this diagnosis gets thrown at your kid, um, you know, just double check for other learning disabilities or anything else that might be going on. Usually it's the kids with the behavioral challenges that get the most attention because they're the hardest to deal with or sure, whatever. Sure. Um, but there, there could be other things happening and just you're just helping figure out the kind of learner that your that your kid is. Yeah. And the quiet ones are. Uh, not always serial killers. Sometimes we're just daydreaming. No. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we're just daydreaming. Yeah. But sometimes it's about daydreaming about serial killers. Yeah. Sometimes it's about where I'm bearing, where I'm going to bury the body this weekend. Sometimes I it's, it's the vaping. This. The vaping is the one. Yeah. yeah. It's the vaping that's doing it. The vaping. It's all about the vapors. Uh, all right. Well, this has been great. I really liked your surprise topic today. I think it'll probably be very yeah, helpful to everybody. I'm good at those. And yeah. I have, I have something to pimp that is, so sort of related. Oh, pimp it then. Pimp. Yeah, I'm going to pimp it. This is for a friend of mine. She's one of my favorite people. She is like super hilarious and she's just amazing. Anyway, she, I don't know if it started with a dream or something, like a literal dream, but she just like woke up like, I got to make these things. So she makes these bags. Okay, so I'm going to give you the website. All right. For keeps bags. For, for keeps. keeps. For bags. keeps. For keeps. You know, like you got to keep it. For keeps yeah. bags. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. And she sews these bags that you use. So the, the, the correlation is school. You go to school, you send your kid off to school. 
And if you are me, which I am me, every morning when my kid takes their lunch, I have I I put stuff in plastic bags and I am guilt-ridden mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like garbage, like there's gotta be a better way. And honestly, out of the blue, she just emailed me and said, Look what I've done. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen her mm-hmm. in a couple of years because we haven't lived here. Yeah. And uh this she makes these. She sells them all herself, ships them out. She's just like the coolest. I love her. Anyway, so, the, so the idea is so, these are little drawstring bags that are reusable a billion times over, and you're not sending your kids to billion times over right. lifetime. Yeah. And you just wipe them out like the inside, so you can see like the fabric on the outside is just like pleasant. It's not like you're touching a plastic bag, yeah. and then the right. plastic or the inside is Teflon or something. I don't know. Like huh. it just nothing sticks to it, oh, and you just wash it out with water. You can wash it, and you're you know, whatever, but it's like amazing. And my kids took them this morning. She sent me a couple. My kids took them this morning and are like unbelievably thrilled. It's the cutest thing. Cause oh, I'll tell you like who you are the environmentalists, the yeah. children. Holy yeah. cow. They're, <laughs> they are into this big time. So anyway, these are awesome. So if you are, have you, if I've ever said anything here that has helped you in your life, can you please spend $15 and go buy a bag? <laughs> Yeah, why not? And I'd love to help her. Is she here local too? Am I helping a local? She is local. Okay. She's local. You can see on there, there's the Liberty Park lunch set. Oh. Sugar House, Sugar House, Utah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she lives. She's my old neighborhood where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and super cool. And she's trying to find like local women that can help her sew. And, you know, she's just kind of building this from the ground up. And it's just, she's a stud. And oh, honestly, see, this is the way to do it. Do that City Creek sampler. Get do the twenty bucks, and you get like what three bags, different sizes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get a bunch. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. the Liberty Park lunch oh. set's pretty good too. I think I may. Yeah. Oh no, you do only get uh, three. It's funny that red one looks like it's. I guess it's because it's deep. It's folded over itself. It looks like a a bunch of bags. Oh, I'll totally yeah. do no. this. No, and and here's the thing too is like the bigger one. So I got. I'm sure she sent me. I think the lunch set. I think. The big one's big. I can't remember which one she sent me. Must be the big one. Um, or even that gallon size one. Like you just, you need to take a bunch of fruit somewhere. I mean, you just eat healthier. That's the point too. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Ours are just full of beans today. So lots of sugar snap peas in our, our lives. But yeah. So if I've ever helped you, I've $10 worth of helping you. <laughs> yeah. Big deal, right? Not, that's because a- I love her and I want her to succeed and she's freaking fantastic i'm buying one right now i'm getting one now so uh i'm gonna get the liberty park bag or set because that uh, i remember going to see fireworks at liberty park so i'm thinking about that's a good one that's a good one yeah and then you can take your little uh pms sticker iron on and iron it on your bag yeah why not yeah why not indeed all right that's very cool you can take plums you can take no plums and leave no plums plums. i wonder if wendy knows that i don't know if i've ever told that to her the plums thing what? It's a oh gosh. We're not going to do it now, but it's like a stupid. <laughs> it's a riddle, and I did it years ago on the show, and it just haunts me. It still haunts me. And make sure Scott says it the right way. Yeah. Shocking <laughs> that that It's would a little happen. like how mom tells jokes, you know, where the punchline <laughs> should give the punchline away at the beginning. So, so you have Why to. Why did be the careful. chicken get to the other side when he crossed? No, that's not. That's it. not. Why it. did the chicken cross the road? Why did he get? Yeah, or she'll say, "Why did the blonde?" die at closed for the winter i go mom (laughs) mom what are you talking about that doesn't make sense she goes oh no 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 what i mean is why did the blonde die at the movie the drive-in movie theater and i said why because she went to see closed for the winter (laughs) (laughs) anyway 
It's good stuff. That's, that is good stuff. So plums in your bag, yeah. whatever that means. Buy some bags. Oh, she has a store. It says she has a store here. Is that true? She got a store down? Yeah, there? and she's gone, you know, she's gone to some farmer markets and done some other stuff. And she's they're in like boutique kinds of places. And anyway, she's done pretty well starting out. It's it's pretty new too. I'm buying this as a this is also gonna be a gift for Kim because I never yeah. do this. Yeah. This mm. is good. That's a well great done. idea. Yeah. Dude, what, what wife what wife wouldn't like a set of bags? <laughs> a set of a set of <laughs> Look, I'm not great at these reusable, things. Reusable but, lunch bags. But now, <laughs> but now Kim like she, Kim will be with the boy. Like today, she's babysitting the boy. So that'd be perfect. Go to the park, put some snacks in there. Totally. Take yeah, the little exactly. one with her. See, oh, I got it's this. perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect for a grandmother who is Kim. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. All right. I've done it. It's mine. It's coming. I've received an email Way to confirmation. Go. Way to go. Well done. <laughs> and everyone else should do it too. It's a really cool thing. All right. Uh, Wendy is. Uh, you can find her at Therapy Thursdays on Twitter. I don't. She thinks she uses it very much, but even when she does, that's her name. Uh, Therapy well, if Thursdays. you tweet at me, I might find it in the next six months. Yeah. Response. Yeah. Think of that. Well, Look at the response time on that. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and we'll uh, we'll talk next week about whatever we do then. Okay. Have a good one. We'll see. All right, you. Bye. 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 All right. There she goes. Bye-bye. And here we go. You know what I'm going to do yeah. real quick? Before we go, I'm going to see if Jamie uh, did anything. I don't think he has okay. for bonus <laughs> Jamie, stuff. did you do anything? Did you do anything? I mean, uh, my hell. Do you even work for us anymore, bro? <laughs> oh, no. He hasn't. But I was, I was checking because that Observer stuff was getting crazy, and I thought maybe he did another one. But nope, we'll wait until Monday for a, a brand new one. So tomorrow we'll have TMSPM at 3.30 Mountain Time right here on the uh, live channel. So check that out. We will also be um, – uh, there will be a new instance tomorrow morning. 100% that's happening. And uh, 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 what else? This weekend, Film Sack we mentioned. There will yeah, be dungeons might happen. Sad. Depends. It oh. depends. If Kyle and Kristen have their baby, there may not be dungeons this weekend. But if they don't have their baby, we're going to squeeze it in. So while she's squeezing it out, we'll squeeze it in. Uh, <laughs> I should take that back. <laughs> anyway, that's all very exciting. Big week of content, so stick around for it. All right, Brian, we should leave, but with a song first. With a song, and this one is going out. I got to pull up the email. This is going out to Ryan. His dad uh, just had hiatal hernia surgery. Uh, admittedly, not um, fortunately not a uh, a scary, life threatening uh, uh, surgery to have, but still not a you know not a great uh, great one to have, especially if you're older, right? It's a little bit tougher to recover from something like that. I had it done. I was 17 when I had um, uh, hiatal. Uh, hernia surgery oh i had it when i was was hunched over for a little while i had it when i was four four years old oh really yeah i had this weird uh baby version of it uh or or toddler version of it and they had to do the full full surgery and everything it was bad i still have scars from my four-year-old self yeah Uh, So Ryan uh, wrote in, said, I'm not really sure what to say or how to request a song, especially since I haven't done so before. My father's going under the knife uh, on Tuesday, this last Tuesday, for hiatal hernia. I know it's short notice, but between work, home life, and trying to secure time way to be by his bedside, it's been tough to get this in. I'm extremely sorry for having to wait until the last minute to request the song. Um, We talked back and forth on on Twitter in a very public forum about... uh, uh, what song to play the original one that he suggested was a very very country very new country song and i said eh, not quite a fit for the show does he have any other favorites apparently he does and another one of his favorites is barracuda by heart mm, one of the greatest songs ever 
it is one of the greatest songs ever about uh the recording industry and um you know and how uh uh record record label agents are kind of uh trying to get you they're out to get you like barracudas yeah i didn't realize that i just thought it was like about a dude or something you know yeah so nope i think it's i think this was written about um recording agency sure. anyway uh so we went back and forth and then he and then he further broke my heart by saying um at the very least pick something that stays as close to the original as possible <laughs> like, okay well all right um i do have a, a, a couple really cool barracuda covers uh there's a i think we've played the rasputina version on here which is all women playing cellos and string instruments and it's really really good oh, yeah. um wendy lewis and the bad plus have a really good kind of jazz version with vocals this one is good and and it kind of fits both criteria it's really good i think ryan's dad's gonna like it um it's close to the original but it still adds a bunch of new things uh to it so i think everybody is gonna enjoy this this is the adrenaline mob from a 2013 coveta ep album here is their cover of Hearts, Barracuda. Ooh. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow and we'll and have your Wilsons ready. Wait, there weren't the Wilsons. Who am I thinking of? What's their names? There's a Wilson in that Wilsons? group. Yeah, isn't there a Wilson? Isn't there isn't uh... Oh, oh, Anne and Nancy Wilson. Yes. No, they are uh-huh. si- they're sisters, right? They're si- they are sisters. Okay. There's the Anne and Nancy Wilson. Nice. Well, get your Barracuda, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Boots and pants and boots and pants.